0: gathered in love and service for justice and peace. On Christmas Eve, 1968, astronauts Bill Anders, Frank Borman, and Jim Lovell circled the moon in the Apollo 8, reading from Genesis, the creation story, calling out the majesty and mystery of what Frank Borman called the good green earth. Imagine with me, if you will, sitting at home on a wintry night, listening to the radio, spellbound, listening to the words of this ancient story, broadcasting from space. We are listening and trying to imagine the astronaut's view. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from darkness, and God called the light day, and the darkness, God called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. And God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven. And the evening and the morning were the second day. And God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth. And the gathering together of the waters called he seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years, and let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, and the lesser light to rule the night. God made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. Next as we know came the creatures and then human beings and then all hell broke loose. But from space, as the first manned moon voyage circled the Earth, this is all they saw, the good green Earth. The next day, the New York Times published a piece by poet Archibald MacLeish, one of the great love songs to interdependence. Today, in celebration of Earth Day, here's just a little of that, and please remember as you hear this that he was writing, 40 years ago, pre-inclusive language. Now, in the last few hours, he says, for the first time in all of time, men have seen the earth not as continents or oceans from the little distance of a hundred miles or two or three, but seen it from the depth of space, seen it whole and round and beautiful and small And seeing it so, one question comes to the minds who looked at it. Is it inhabited? They say to each other, is it inhabited, and laugh, and then they do not laugh. What comes to their minds 100,000 miles and more into space, halfway to the moon, they put it, what came to their minds was the life on that little, lonely, floating planet, that tiny raft in the enormous, empty night. Is it inhabited? To see the earth as it truly is, small and blue and beautiful in that eternal silence where it floats, is to see ourselves as riders on the earth together, brothers on that bright loveliness in the eternal cold, Brothers who know now that they are truly brothers. In 1969, astronaut Russell Schweikart received an Emmy Award for the transmission of the first live television pictures from outer space. In March of that year, he was the lunar module pilot for the Apollo 9 Earth orbital flight, during which he made the first spacewalk without an umbilical. The Apollo 9 circled the Earth 151 times, once every hour and a half. 151 sunrises and 151 sunsets. Here's how Russell Schweikert traveling at 25,000 miles an hour speaks to us Earth riders of his special vision of the Earth, And I invite you now to join me in trying to picture this. You look out at that incredibly beautiful earth down below. You set up the map, and you look ahead to where you're going, what countries you're going to pass over, what sites you're going to see. Hey, in ten minutes we're going to be over the Mediterranean again, and you might want to look out. So you look forward to that. You wake up over the Middle East and over North Africa, As you eat breakfast, you look out the window as you're going past, and there's Greece and Rome and North Africa and the Sinai, and you go out over the Indian Ocean and look up at that great subcontinent of India as you go by, Ceylon off to the side, then Burma, Southeast Asia, out over the Philippines and up across that monstrous Pacific Ocean, that vast body of water. You've never realized how big that is before. And you finally come up across the coast of California, and you look for those friendly things, Los Angeles and Phoenix, El Paso, and there's Houston, there's home. And on across New Orleans, and then you look to the south, and there's the whole peninsula of Florida laid out. And all the hundreds of hours you have spent flying across that route, down in the atmosphere, all that is friendly again. And you go out across the Atlantic Ocean and back across Africa, and you do it again and again and again and you identify with the United States. And the next thing you recognize in yourself is that you're identifying with North Africa. You look forward to that. You anticipate it. And there it is. And that whole process of with what it is you identify begins to shift. When you go around the earth in an hour and a half, you begin to realize that your identity is with that whole thing. You look down there, and you can't imagine how many borders and boundaries you cross that you can't see. From where you see it, the thing is a whole, and it's so beautiful. You wish you could take one in each hand, one from each side in the various conflicts, and say, Look. Look at it from this perspective. What's important? My spiritual companions, my sister and brother earth riders, the astronauts' message, now 40 years old, is timeless. And in answering this question, what's important, may lie our salvation. Once again, Earth Day comes to remind us to give our attention and care to the Earth as small and blue and beautiful. I want to give Russell Schweikert these last words. He says, a little later on, your friend goes out to the moon. And now he looks back and he sees the Earth not as something big where he can see the beautiful details, but as a small thing out there. And the contrast between that bright blue and white Christmas tree ornament and the black sky really comes through. It is so small and fragile and such a little precious spot in that universe that you can block it out with your thumb. And you realize... It contains everything that means anything to you. May we dedicate our lives to this vision. No boundaries, no borders, just home for all of our longings and passions and everything that means anything. Earth.